0: the story oh I'm Janie and I'm Max and we're facing each other we have two microphones so now we can sit on opposite sides of the table like we're doing an interview what is that about (laughs) tell me about a time that you overcame a workplace an antagonistic situation in the workplace
1: no and don't ask me that again (laughs) you bitch I'm the antagonistic one (laughs) it's true um guys this is the podcast where we tell each other stories like fairy tales and folk tales and mythology and sometimes i tell stories about my my old devil bird and (laughs) max tells stories about how she used to want to be a preacher only that one time yeah but you know what it was lasting in the hearts and (laughs) minds (laughs) yeah well yeah welcome we hope you guys are having a wonderful winter (laughs) it's raining here and it's gross. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's cold and raining, not snowing. This is our last episode. We don't usually do, like, record episodes. Whoa, whoa. it's not our last this episode. This is our Dogmatic. last episode of the year that we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually record <laughs> episodes in the middle of the week, but Max and I are both leaving. We're going to be separated for, like, four days.
0: Oh, my God, it's going to be torture. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with ourselves?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) Perish. (laughs) Die in the snow. We're both going to relatively snowy places, so. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to go visit my family in the Adirondacks in upstate New York, and uh, I'm going to sit
1: in front of a fire, and that's the whole story. That sounds so good. I'm going to go visit my family in Virginia. Probably won't sit in front of a fire. I don't think they have that over there. (laughs) I don't think Virginia's invented fire (laughs) And I'm also really excited for them to discover Rihanna.
0: <laughs> I love the idea of Virginia being
1: like a pre-promethean state. <laughs> There's just a bunch of hot dummies over there. That's not true. <laughs> I grew up in Virginia and the You were very there are smart. You are hot and smart. <laughs> Well, <laughs> with that, in other news, today is my grandmother's birthday. I don't know how old she would have been. She would have been... She was born in 1927. Do the math. Don't tell me to do the math. She died she at 92? 96. She would have been 96 years old. Oh, my God. Spring chicken. <laughs> um, Max looks like she's not confident in that number. I was, and then I did it again, and I got the same answer, but I'm still not sure. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Seven and two shouldn't make sex. They don't. not <laughs> she- Seven minus one makes six. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thinking about my grandma today and the little people. And so if you uh, are somebody who leaves stuff out for the fairies, leave something out for my grandma. Mm -hmm. But make sure they know it's a one-time thing because otherwise they will be pissed. (laughs) And they'll haunt you. Like, we're pretty sure they haunted us.
0: (laughs) So happy birthday, grandmommy. Mm -hmm.
1: One of the sweetest people I've ever met. (laughs) Yeah, she loved Max so immediately. (laughs) That was just her. My grandma was the type of person. She was very small. She was like four foot two. <laughs> like she wore children's shoes and was just the cutest little Filipino woman you've ever seen. And one time I was sitting like like the a couple months before she died, she came to visit in Savannah and I went to lunch with her and my aunts. And as the waiter, like she was really tired. She was in a wheelchair all the time at that point. She just seemed exhausted. And as the waiter came, this is the, like young guy who was giving us like all the specials and stuff. She just casually reached out <laughs> and grabbed his hand. And held his hand for the duration of him giving the specials. And I've never seen a man like, oh, oh, hi. There's the soup of the. There's the soup of the. Like his whole. He did not know how to handle it. And then he just like held her hand for a little more. And we were like, oh, you've been blessed. <laughs> Goodbye. <You're welcome. laughs> Yes. She also yes. held the hands of the people who came to take her in the ambulance when she had a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> and they lady. cried. They were like, oh, you're going to be okay. Oh, God, Julia. And we're like, grandmommy. And they're like, grandmommy, you're going to be okay.
0: <laughs> they loved her so much. <laughs> I met grandmommy once. Uh, and for those who don't know, I'm six feet tall. <laughs> um, and she has short blonde hair. Yes.
1: This is important to know, too. Uh, at the
0: time. Yeah, I had short, like, white blonde hair yeah uh and I went to go visit her with Janie and she was like oh Max it's so good to meet you you guys look just like twins she
1: goes they look just like twins <laughs> like I can't do the accent but in her super thick Filipino accent and we were like oh, okay sure, sure yeah are you super blind now <laughs> like yeah. what's happening grandmommy
0: she was the absolute sweetest and I feel like a massive person at most times because mm-hmm. Factually, I am, but I've never felt bigger than when grandmommy came and gave me a hug and she was just fully like under my boots.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is so nice and I am so (laughs) self-conscious. So one more grandmommy story, which is my favorite. Little memories. When my cousin was getting married... We were like, Grandmommy, you need to go get shoes. And so she went to the store and she was like looking for shoes and she came back. And we had said, like, you know, get like nice shoes for a wedding. And she came back with little clear, like jelly heels. And I was like, Grandmommy, are those little girls' heels? And she goes, Yes. And then she stops and she goes, And look. And she stomped her foot and they started lighting up. Oh <laughs> I'm like, Grandmommy, these are the best shoes ever. That's the only wedding shoes
0: that I want I those.
1: In. I want those. That's what I want. If anybody wants to, uh, donate to sort of the story get me light up jelly heels thank you (laughs) me as well yeah um sorry get us both light up jelly heels (laughs) cosplay (laughs) as my grandma (laughs) uh cool well max with all of that sentimental little story time do you want to just get started
0: i do i believe you're first this week i am first oh before we do that join us in the discord (laughs) yeah um all of our social links on instagram twitter tiktok Uh, and our pages on goodreads and bookshop.org and everything you can find all those on our website at www.sortofthestory.com how exciting and you can come join us on discord where we all hang out and do fun things it's so
1: fun over there
0: (laughs) yeah right now i'm conditioning a vintage leather jacket and i'm sending them progress pics yeah so every once in a while (laughs) uh
1: we aggressively make fun of each other and we force the listeners to pick sides (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It is just like a little, it's like a group text with all of our best friends who we don't know. And also, I only say we don't know because they've changed their names to things that we've said on the podcast. And I have no idea who these people are anymore. Like, I feel like I would have, like, there's somebody named Gainfully Married, and that one makes me laugh every time, but I have no idea who it is. Yeah. Same. Juicy Wizard came onto my, I don't know if that's something we said on the podcast. It sounds like you. No. It sounds like something you would have said. You don't sound like a juicy wizard. Uh, Rude. <laughs> uh, they came onto my live the other day and they were like, hey, it's juicy wizard. And I was like, oh. <laughs> don't hmm. you just love it when you receive a surprise juicy wizard? I kind of did. Remember, Santa came onto my live that one time and told mm-hmm. me he was proud of me. <laughs> that's the juiciest wizard there is. <laughs> I think That's like the ultimate juicy wizard. <laughs> I cried a little. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm first. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Fine. <laughs> okay, Max. Okay, Janie. Max. Okay. Today, I am going to tell you a story from this book that I got called "Folk Tales of the Maori. I'm going to hand cool. it over to you. It's Ooh, pretty cute. Very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this book later, but I feel like New Zealand... It's so small in comparison to all the other places we tell stories about. So we haven't actually hit New Zealand yet. And the Maori are really, really interesting, but I know very little about them. So Mm -hmm. that's not going to change too much here, except I'm gonna tell you a wild fucking story (laughs) that I could never predict what was going to happen from one moment (laughs) to the next. And I greatly enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) New Zealand isn't that small. It's...
1: Pretty in comparison. Big. In comparison to the other places that we talk about, I don't think so. Like we I never mean, hit like New Zealand. Like it seems like isolated by itself, you know. Oh, I
0: was gonna say, like the British Isles, you could fit like 20 of them in New Zealand.
1: <laughs> and we've told so many stories from there. <laughs> we have. You are right. That is my bad, and I take no, that's it also back. My bad. I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> so I'm really excited about telling the story. And I'll talk about the author Alfred Grace at the end. But this story, Max. I need you to know I'm not making up any single part of this, okay? Mm-hmm. The story is called The Beautiful Bad Girl and the Shadow.
0: <laughs> I think I wrote um <laughs> an OC self-insert fanfiction. Oh with my that god title. when I was in middle
1: school. I only thought about it. Okay. There once was a beautiful bad girl. Ooh, naughty. <laughs> and her name was The Beautiful Bad Girl. Hereby known as the BBG. <laughs> there's Isn't this no like that rolled doll book. Yeah, the BBG. Oh, <laughs> um, that would be such a different book. Oh wait, <laughs> BBG Brazilian Butt Grift. <laughs> grift? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a Brazilian butt grift. <laughs> okay, so the BBG. Uh, there's no explanation for why she's called the beautiful bad girl, except that the story makes a note to say most people thought she was more beautiful than she was bad. <laughs> A little hotter than she was terrible. Honestly, that's, <laughs> that's the best you can hope for. Her. That's me. <laughs> she's really bad at things, but she's pretty. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Jenny, so pretty, so stupid. Oh my god, we have to stop already. So when I was in my first year of learning Chinese, I had a teacher who fucking hated me for no reason. I was such a good student. I was like. I had the top grades in that class every time. I studied so much. But she fucking hated me. And every time we'd say something, she'd walk by and go, Oh, Janie, I'm so pretty. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> and, like, she'd pat my head. And I was like, did she just call me stupid? That was in English. And then she would say it in Chinese. And so, like, the more I got into it, the more I was understanding what she was saying. And she was like, mm, So stupid. <laughs> and I was like, Why? <laughs>
0: It's become something that is so much a part of our <laughs> common parlance that we will sometimes just say, like, someone will do something dumb and we'll just be like, oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> so pretty.
1: So stupid. She also one time was trying to tell us how to use the word bang in Spanish, which is uh, to help. And I was like, can you in say Spanish? like... Spanish? Nope. In Chinese? <laughs> what a weird... What a weird thing she would do. Uh, no, but she would try to tell us like, you know, bang. And so I was like, can I say like, help me? Like, bang. Well, can I say that? And she was like... No, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well how would I use it? And she goes, Oh, so dumb. Um, it would be more like you would say it if you would say, Help help, I don't have my hands. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and I think about that every goddamn day. <laughs> help help, I don't have my hands. <laughs> I
0: hate it when that happens and I don't know how to say help, help in whatever language of the place that I'm at. But also,
1: I had asked her, can I use it like that? And then she basically said, yes, but you can't. It, I don't know. She was so confusing. It sounds like she's explaining that it's like an...
0: what? What's it called? Oh, no. Not an expletive.
1: <laughs> it's not an expletive. <laughs> but like, not the verb. It's like a... You wouldn't say, like, help me. I I don't know. You know, I'm not not giving you a Chinese lesson. I'm telling you a Maori story. And here we go. I was so close. (laughs) Also, I'm definitely saying Maori way way wrong. They pronounce all their vowels. And so the A is like, ah, and the O is, oh, it'd be like Maori, whatever. But I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to do it correctly. And it's just going to be me trying to, like, show off on this podcast. And (laughs) I'm nothing if not not showing off on this podcast. (laughs) so just know I'm about to pronounce everything wrong (laughs) okay the BBG she's beautiful (laughs) she bad and she's a girl (laughs) one day a very handsome young chief named the shadow fell in love with her And that's the first thing that happened. (laughs) The first thing that happens in the story. He was enchanted by her beauty. He wanted really badly to marry her, so he started courting her. And everyone thought he would like get to marry her, but at the last possible minute, she just fucking fucked off to another island and then started like a courtship with this guy named Eight Freckles. Okay, they also mentioned...
0: That, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a downgrade. And,
1: okay, that's what everyone else thought, too. <laughs> okay, so A. Freckles had also proposed to her, and she just, like, ran away and into his arms. And for some undisclosed reason, she had chosen him. Like, we don't know why. And Alfred Grace says that nobody really had many expectations of a chief named Eight Freckles. And nobody could figure out why she would choose Eight Freckles over the shadow. (laughs) Everyone was like, he's so much hotter. What? (laughs) But she did for some reason. And I said, he's disappointing because, first of all, he only had seven freckles. So what's the point of anything? What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Uh, he doesn't. I That part I did make up. Oh. More importantly, <laughs> he, as soon as they got married, he started something. He was like, I want to implement a new policy. I think that we need to change in this village. You know, like, we're going to start doing something called a cannibal orgy. <laughs> mm. What were you going to say?
0: I was going to say everyone has to start wearing sunscreen so that nobody else has any freckles. Yeah. I can be the only one with any freckles. Like a Starbelly snitches kind of situation. Yeah. And
1: also, I want to start a cannibal orgy also <laughs> separate. That. Sure. Sure. Um, and he just like ate up a bunch of her relatives. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like they get married and then a bunch of her relatives get eat- eaten. They got eight. <laughs> so a year passes and BBG gives birth to a son and his name is Tay Nawe but needless to say the honeymoon phase was almost immediately over she's no longer liking her choice and she starts thinking more and more about the shadow <laughs> <It's> like what <laughs> my life I've been had I stayed with the shadow <laughs> and it turns out luckily for her Max the shadow was not just a chief no no he was a tahunga. and this is what the story says quote he was as deeply versed in spells and devilments as he was, <gasps> he was in a diplomacy and war <laughs> he was a juicy wizard super hot just like a hot chief named the shadow and he like is like well versed in spells and devilments come on and he's smart
0: i feel like i'm pretty brushed up on my spells but i'm a little rusty on my devilments
1: yeah i would say the opposite i'm really good at devilments and i don't know how to spell (laughs) H a o (laughs) t hot (laughs) bbg thought more and more and in. What the story says, quote, will never be explained. The more she thought about him, the more he was summoned. <laughs> mm. So he shows up one day. By the way, where they are is a PA, P-A, called Rocky Shore, which I think that PA might just be like their tribe or their village or their home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Rocky Shore. He brings all of his magic and his ill intentions with him, and he mm. just shows up one day. But don't worry, he wasn't there for BBG. No, 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 no. Beautiful bad girl. He, not the last thing on his mind. He doesn't even think about her anymore, don't worry. He's there for eight freckles. Yeah. Love triangle. Yeah. An actual love triangle. (laughs) So for etiquette's sake, (laughs) Eight Freckles had to host the crap out of this visiting chief. They had this huge reception, and they had amazing feasts, and there was entertainment, the works. And the shadow was having a blast. Sure. And he was really famous on Rocky Shore because everyone thought he was amazing and hot, and they had heard about his magical talents. And it says, quote, to win that sort of fame was the Maori's deepest joy. And I'm like, Same.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Relatable. Also, <laughs> every time you say Rocky Shore, I think of Jersey Shore.
1: Um, yeah, Jim Dan Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Except not Dan because nobody else could have any freckles. Jim <laughs> <Gym> Sunscreen Laundry. <laughs> okay, so the Shadow and Eight Freckles were literally becoming best friends. They talked through the late hours of the night. They debated. They planned. They laughed. They developed a very close bond. They were bros. And that means something, Max. Uh, The Shadow had come to this island to suggest that the the tribes become allies, and they discussed fishing rights, land rights, settled old feuds, they rehashed boundaries, they unraveled half-forgotten genealogies, they invented intertribal marriages, which sounds like a really fun board game to just invent intertribal marriages. (laughs) Like, they're just matchmaking. (laughs) Like, they're chiefs. And then one day, after all of this bonding, the Shadow... Sorry, the shadow uh, the suggests shadow. that they take a not romantic walk along the beach together at sunset. Yeah, but it's not romantic because they're bros. Don't but worry. they
0: are holding hands and each of them has a glass of white wine and a rose carrying. in
1: their mouth. Mm. <laughs> they're each mm-hmm. just holding a rose in their mouth.
0: <laughs> and um, they're both wearing the like. Chiffon beach cover ups. Yes,
1: and the shadow has a ring in his pocket, and little does he know, Eight Freckles also has a ring oh in his god. pocket. Oh my
0: god. It's like those beautiful lesbians at Disney.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like those beautiful lesbians at Disney. <laughs> this is just like that. <laughs> um,. Okay, so they sit on the rocky cliffs overlooking the ocean together, and they watch the tribe's canoes sway in the water, and they gaze out on the unbroken horizon, and they run their toes in the sand, and they sit in silence for a long time. And then Eight Freckles starts to gradually start talking really excitedly about how great this alliance is going to be, and he tells the shadow that together (laughs) they would defeat other tribes, and they'd be famous, and they'd take fine fishing grounds for themselves, and they'd have forests full of fruit trees, and they'd be the greatest of great chiefs. That's a quote. <laughs> the mm. greatest of great. And then after a while, the shadow starts to scratch his head vigorously. He's like, ah, itchy, yeah, itchy. And it becomes kind of distracting. So Ape Freckles is like, what's up, bro? <laughs> what, what's wrong? And the shadow says, I think I have got too many kutu, which I think is lice. I don't know. Mm. But he says, relieve me of them, my dear eight freckles. Mm. These are two chiefs. I can't say this enough. These are two chiefs. And one of them has cannibal orgies. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Power couple. Eight (laughs) freckles is like, oh, bro. Yes, absolutely. And he takes his bro's head lovingly in his hands. And he begins to pick these things out of his hair really gently and, like, run his fingers through his hair and stuff. They're friends. Mm-hmm. And when he was mm-hmm. done, he said, you know, I think I have them, too. Me next. These <laughs> are only chance." <laughs> and so the shadow takes eight freckles' head and he puts it on his knee. And then he starts to pick out the lice. I assume it's lice. I should have looked that up. But you know what? Drink. I didn't. So <laughs> it's probably sand. You know what they say about sand. Yeah, you have to have your friend lovingly pick it (laughs) up. But his face is now turned away from the shadow, which is good because it'd be really weird if his face was turned in towards the shadow. (laughs) I don't know. Mm. Mm -hmm. And A Freckles doesn't notice that his friend, his bro, is silently chanting as he scratches his head. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I just realized it's basically Samson and Delilah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Hey, uh... The shadow says, oh, this is going to take a while, and as he's doing this, he pulls on his ear, and his ear just keeps coming out, and eventually it's long and stretchy, like a floppy dog's ear, and he says, oh, that's one. One what? And then he pulls the other ear, and he says, there we go, that's two, and now the guy just has dog ears? (laughs) And then, he pulls on his nose, and his head becomes a dog's head, and eventually, he runs his hand over his friend's sexy, sexy body, and it becomes a dog's body. And now, Eight Freckles is just, like, a happy, like, grinning dog with a tongue flopping out, and he's, like, rolling all around and panting.
0: Man's best friend.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Together forever. Therapy. (laughs) So that's actually a really great way to get out the loophole about, you know, how if you do cannibal orgies, you're, you know, in the Christian canon, you're probably going to hell. Maybe. But it's a really good loophole (laughs) because all dogs go to heaven. And that is Christian canon. You can commit any (laughs) crimes you want and then just become a dog and get off (laughs)
1: scot-free. Honestly, how nice of the shadow. (laughs) (laughs) He was
0: like, bro, I got you. (laughs) And he's like, don't worry, I'll keep you safe from the Christian hell, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's a concern that we have. That's the concern the Maoris have, for sure. (laughs) Okay, so the shadow starts to, like, monologue like a true villain. He's like, I am such a great sorcerer. This was my plan all along. Everybody's going to come from far and near, and they're going to travel to see what this great enchantment I have done. (laughs) 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 They're going to come see King Dog. (laughs) And And then he looks over... I'm so happy you said that because then he as he's like doing this huge uh, speech, he gets interrupted because eight freckles has run off to excitedly chase some seagulls. And he's like, and I am going to Eight freckles. Woo-wee, woo-wee. Come on. Come back here. Whoa. Hello. Come on. <laughs> and like there's a whole speech in there where he's just calling a dog back he
0: says reelect king dog (laughs) he
1: says quote have you so soon forgotten your master have you forgotten your wife and son isn't it time to let them see that you are the rangatira of the kuri maori the chief of all the dogs (laughs) (laughs) king of dogs King Dog?" they walk back up together and like the dog is like like you know how dogs do when they like look up at you as they're walking like they're like Mm -hmm. grinning and their tongue is hanging out of their mouth and they're just so happy to be on the walk that's what this dog is doing to the shadow it loves him (laughs) and so they get to the tribe and the shadow like picks up a stone and he throws it and eight freckles the dog goes running after it and he's like yay and he like kind of you know gets far enough away so then the shadow meets up with beautiful bad girl he goes to her home (laughs) bbg and she greets him and then she's like hey didn't you leave with my husband where's my husband and the shadow is like oh well he must have come up here before me i bet he's already here and she's like no he didn't you're the first one that came back he didn't come back with you and he's like hmm maybe he went for a walk maybe you should call him maybe he's nearby and so she's like (laughs) maybe you should whistle a little bit (laughs) you know how to whistle don't you (laughs) and so she's like huh Husband, hello, and he doesn't answer. And the shadow is like, hmm, maybe call him like he's a real good boy, and you have a treat for him. <laughs> what if you, what if you did that? And she's like, uh, okay, uh, oui, come on, good boy, <laughs> got a treat for you. And this like big goofy dog comes running up to her, and she's like, oh, and she's like really happy because it's a nice dog. And she's like, whose sure. dog is this? And the sorcerer is like, oh, I think that's your dog. And she's like, I don't have a dog. <laughs> what she's not getting it no and he says like maybe try calling him by his name and see if he'll answer and she's like okay what's his name and he's like it's eight freckles it's your husband it's eight freckles and she's like eight freckles and the dog's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like rolls over and shows his belly and she's like wait a minute where's my husband (laughs) she runs down to the beach Beautiful bad girl doesn't have to be anything but beautiful and bad, Max. <laughs> One of the things she's bad at doing is picking up clues. <laughs> she's nailing it. She's like, this dog must know something about my husband. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, dog? <laughs> is my husband stuck in the well? <laughs> Why is this dog wearing my wedding ring? My husband's wedding ring. <laughs> okay, so she runs down to the beach she tracks two men's footprints in the sand until she goes to the cliffs where they sat on. And then she tries tracking them back. But now instead of two men's footprints, there's one man and one dog. And also maybe... <gasps> the
0: dog ate her husband.
1: Also, is what's that, that one thing that's like, if you see footprints in the sand, Jesus is, has you on his back or something?
0: Yeah, when you see two sets of footprints, Jesus is walking with you. And you, when you see only one, it's because he was carrying you? He's on your back. <laughs>
1: Teaching knew the ways of the force. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he is a backpack. <laughs> anyway, so Jesus could have been there. We don't know. So she comes back, and with her hands on her hips, she starts to laugh. And she says, well, somebody has bewitched my husband. <laughs> Very coyly. <laughs> and I like the narrator says, he's like really, Alfred Grace gets like really kind of sad at this point because she's like ah she's not doing the right thing she's being bad (laughs) and so he says quote only there was some way we could have known that this would happen (laughs) (laughs) why can't we have named her beautiful makes grilled cheese girl (laughs) so he says quote i lament exceedingly to say that her opinion of the wicked wizard was immensely heightened she's super turned on by the fact that he turned her husband into a dog in
0: fairness he ate her, her family. Kept doing cannibal orgies with her family, <laughs> <laughs> which feels like three strikes in one sentence. <laughs> Pick one or the
1: other, husband. <laughs> um, also, the story in the beginning mentions that he threw her little brother in jail. So, like you know, and then ate him. I don't know. And then ate. Him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so, uh, the last line of this. Also, this is the last line. Quote, Of course, presently, the beautiful bad girl married the shadow. But I don't know what happened to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the end. King dog. King dog. <laughs> uh, so here's the note. This man, Alfred Grace, he's born in 1867 in Auckland, New Zealand. This book was first published in 1907. So this is actually a really old, um, obviously my copy's not <laughs> from 1907, <laughs> but it's like a really old collection of stories. He was a New Zealand teacher, journalist, and writer. And he wrote a bunch of books about Maori history and folktales, uh, et cetera, right? Like, he was just really immersed in the culture. He spent... So I was like, hmm, it doesn't say outright that he was Maori, but he was from New Zealand and he was writing a bunch of stuff. So I'm like, what? what's the correlation? And so... He actually spent most of his education in England. He moved there in 1875, and he wasn't Maori, but he was fascinated with the culture, and Wikipedia tells me that two of his brothers married Maori women, and his father was also interested in the culture. And a lot of this was like he wrote a book called or a short story called Tales of a Dying Race, and so he was like the Maori seems to be like getting smaller and smaller and the culture is dying out. So part of it was like I need to help preserve this stuff. I'm a writer, I'm like trained, I'm kind of famous now, like he was just trying to get out as many of these stories as possible, you know, to like preserve Mm -hmm. it. But also at the time, the big topic of debate was New Zealand gaining independence from Britain. And so the majority of New Zealanders wanted the independence. If you don't know, New Zealand was established as a crown colony in 1841. Um, I didn't know. By 1907, he like, you know, was writing all these books. And it's mainly because he's like Maori life and culture as a topic is like the most different from England that you can possibly get. And he wanted to write books that showed a stark difference between England and New Zealand to like help people see that New Zealand needed to be its own sovereign nation. They, they, didn't want to be under British rule anymore. Which I think is pretty cool. Using folktales as a way to gain independence as a, a nation. That's very cool. kind of awesome. And then the last thing. New Zealand would not achieve full independence. As in like complete autonomy and sovereign power over its own constitution and foreign affairs. It wouldn't really receive that until 1947. But that's what Alfred Grace was doing. And the book is kind of delightful. It's full of these just... Maori stories I found out are kind of disjointed and they just they just tell you they're like this just happened i don't know what to tell you I'm, and i won't even try <laughs> this just happened he turned his best friend into a dog the end <laughs> like It just happened just now? No. Okay. No, but like, (laughs) this is just something that happened,
0: so. (laughs) Oh, we have had a couple of, we've had a couple of different folklore traditions where like, they're like, and they lived happily ever after. Their thing is like, and I just came from that party. (laughs) So, you know, it's true. Not a
1: lot of the Scottish tales. Yeah. They're
0: like, I was there. (laughs) Just now. Just
1: now. I'm I'm there right now writing this in the coat closet. (laughs) I'm writing while getting a blowjob. Bam! (laughs) In, the co- in that coat closet <laughs> um anyway that's, from your mom <laughs> that's the maori story of the beautiful bad girl and the shadow mm. she was a baddie <laughs> bad gal riri <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for virginia to understand that joke like <laughs> uh, a good joke yeah do you want to take a quick break show up a little short one
0: a little tiny baby well one. let's go so the story that i have for you today comes Wait, from... you have to
1: say okay janie okay janie. <laughs> <laughs> okay janie all right max
0: <laughs> so the story that i have for you today comes from a collection of celtic myths and legends which is appropriately named celtic myths and legends oh where's uh, it from <laughs> it's from the Celts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's written by Peter Beresford Ellis, uh, came out in 1999. Um, the story that I'm going to share with you today was collected in the West Highlands by John Francis Campbell in popular tales of the West Highlands in 1860. Hmm. This story is called The Princess of the Formori, or The Daughter of the King Under the Waves. Okay. A couple of things, just as we're getting into this, this is specifically from Scotland. So a lot of this is Scots Gaelic, but there's a lot of crossover with other Celtic and Gaelic terms and mythologies and things like that. Just every single time I try and tell a story from Celtic tradition, it is such a bear to research because they have uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) pun intended because they have a lot of stories about bears (laughs) Um, but it's just they have a lot of crossover they have a lot of different continuities um it's kind of like trying to research a character from like a comic book who's been in like eight different series and Mm -hmm. in some of them they're the bad guy and in some of them they're the good guy and in some of them they're actually their own evil twin and stuff like that like it's a lot of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. which is very confusing and also uh because of the way that Scots Gaelic, Irish Gaelic terms are anglicized. There are a bunch of different spellings for the same thing. So this story is about the Fanes, which is either usually F E. I can't spell. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually either. Devilments only for you. (laughs) It's uh, either F E A N S or F E I N N S. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I'm doing research and stuff like that, it's really hard to find. Yeah. Stuff like that. But the Fanes are this group of highborn warriors who travel around and do heroic deeds, basically. This is in the Fenian period, which comes from the Fanes okay. uh, in Celtic mythology. So major players that you need to know in the Fenian cycle and everything. We have Finn McCool.
1: I who, love Finn McCool. Yes. Uh, F-I-O-N-N, is that? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's the leader
0: of the Fanes. Okay. He is one of the main players in this story. He is like an like a hero king kind of that leads this roving band of heroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this story, he's called Fingal, which is like, a different version of his name. But it's the same
1: guy. Is Finn McCool the father of O'Sheen? Yes. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm thinking the same person. It is F-I-O-N-N. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there are, like, eight different spellings for yeah. every single thing, and also all of them are in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> either Irish Gaelic or Scots Gaelic, which have been anglicized different ways. Mm -hmm. So there are like eight different spellings for every single person in this. And also some of them have like three names. There's one guy who had one name that was used for most of the stories that he's in, but then he got his eye poked out. So he only had one eye. So the rest of the story he's in, he's called One Eye with no other reference (laughs) to his name. It's confusing. And also (laughs)
1: rude. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that's just kind of intro. The... Uh, Scots Gaelic tradition, Scotland in Scots Gaelic is called Alba. And oh, the Fomori, the princess of the Fomori is what this story is called. The Fomori are merfolk. Mm. Um, They live under the sea. Sometimes they're depicted as being like literal mermaids with like fish's tails and things like that. Sometimes they are just people who live under the sea. A lot of times they are the bad guys who are, you know, forces of the ocean that prevent sailors from getting to where they're trying to go and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, This story is interesting because they are not the antagonists in it. Okay. Um, But so that's just kind of a big, broad strokes intro to what I'm going to be talking about. How exciting. So our story begins. The Fanes are returning from helping the king of the Western Isles. And on their path back, they are sailing and they have to go through the Red Cataract, which is an area of super choppy water that is just dangerous, in part because of the Fomorians and in part just because it is dangerous to travel. They're going through and... The water is so still. Like, usually this is very choppy, like, lots of rocks and everything like that. And it's suddenly so still as to be, like, crystal, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, this is suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Unnerving. Um, <laughs> but they're, like, looking down into the water. They can see the salmon resting on the bottom of the ocean and everything like that because the water is so clear. And then all of the, the fanes on the ship kind of blink. And suddenly they're able to kind of see in the water a kingdom, mm. the kingdom of the Fomorians, okay. where they can see these beautiful like kelp forests and everything like that. Max, I feel like this again. could be on, your, this
1: could be on your, your bingo card. Can't stop. <laughs> Will not stop. stop. How <laughs> many kingdoms under the sea are you going to take us to? <laughs> All of them? I think we're up to four now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. How do you keep finding me?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this happened. <laughs> yeah but there's like the kelp forests and everything you can yeah. see like the fomorians down like walking along the seafloor and everything like that and so on top of the water in these ships the fanes are looking down and they can see to the land of the Femorians, which is usually obscured from being seen above the water mm. but as they're looking down they see like the fomorians below start looking up and like looking at them and they're <laughs> like hi <laughs> and then they see a, t- uh, a rowboat mm down at the bottom by the Femorians, and they see someone is rowing it Hmm. up towards the surface and as the boat gets closer they see that there is a beautiful beautiful woman rowing the boat she's very strong
1: yeah she's buff as hell (laughs) she's
0: very strong she's rowing the boat up towards the uh, surface of the water Mm -hmm. and she gets up and she like bobs up onto the surface like a cork and she is gorgeous she's the most beautiful woman that many of these men have ever seen yeah um she has kind of a sad look about her but in like a hot way
1: <laughs> i mean sad girls yeah sad, sad strong girls. hot girls it's a sad girl summer
0: <laughs> sad girl summer and she greets them and she says i'm so glad that i found you i've been looking for you for so long and finn mccool who's on this ship fingal yeah he's like well you found us. <laughs> Important to remember that this Here is a yeah, this is a grandpa. Aww. He's like a mighty warrior, but he is very old at this yeah. point. Aww. And he's like, "Well, you found us. <laughs> uh, what can we do for you?" <laughs> and she says, "Well, I am Mergen. I am the princess of the Femori,
1: the <laughs> <Mergen>! dweller. Yes, <laughs> Mergen. Um. I'm like Morgan, but I'm a m- mermaid. Yes, Mergen.
0: Yes." <laughs> Your joke, but yes. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> if you look up, so they mention in the story, the etymology of Mergen means born of the sea. So literally a Mer Morgan. <laughs>
1: okay, hold on. Mergen. Trying to think of where I was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Seattlegen? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say like bathroomgen. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Toyota again. <laughs>
1: Backseat of a Prius good. <laughs> <laughs> that's love hilarious
0: that because nobody's ever been conceived in the backseat of a Prius. <laughs> Prius owners don't fuck. <laughs> Shh, fuck. Get fucked Prius owners.
1: They can't. They can't.
0: They can't. Also, that's a dumb... I don't actually believe that. <laughs> Very sorry to all Prius owners. So, she says, I'm Mergen. I'm the princess of the Fomorians, the dwellers under the sea. And Fingal is like great, nice to meet you. I'm Fingal. Mm-hmm. These are my Fanes. We're on this ship. What do you need? Mm-hmm. And she explains that she's been looking for him because her father promised her hand in marriage to the Dark Lord. The <laughs> Shadow! And he's, believe it or not, bad. No! <laughs> Have <laughs> we stumbled onto a theme? I think we may have. There are a lot of weird parallels between these stories. Amazing. <laughs> she is promised to the Dark Lord. Different translations call him the Dark Prince of Storm.
1: I love him. And also No, you don't. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, he's the son of the just so you guys know, I'm I'm gonna try and pronounce things. Mostly just because I think it's gonna be funny. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Seetle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Tierna Ban? Uh Tiernaban? Of the Scatheruth. Tier
1: <laughs> Of Baton Rouge.
0: <laughs> did you know that Tier Masou means carry me to heaven? Oh god.
1: <laughs> oh, that's sinister. <laughs> I did not know that.
0: Oh, what are they called? The
1: French. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Mamashiba. Oh. Mamashiba are these little Japanese dogs that look like beans mm. and they tell you facts. <laughs> Mamashiba. That's where I learned that. Look a at Mama little Shiba. dog
1: that looks like a bean told you that. Yeah, it's
0: a pun in Japanese because mame comes from edamame, mm. but also mishiba or something like that is like a dog. Yeah. So it's a bean dog, literally, who tells you facts. Oh my God. Look oh. at Mamashiba. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I learned
1: that fact from a bean dog. <laughs> is that a pun? Yes. <laughs> I don't think bean dog is a pun.
0: It's like they combined the words and also like Mama Shiba sounds like the word for teacher or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I don't speak Japanese, believe it or not. What? Um, so <laughs> so he is the son of the tiaravan of the Shkatharuth, mm-hmm. um, who is the white king of red shields. <laughs> okay a white man no (laughs) that's from new girl (laughs) and she she says like i've I've been promised to this dark prince of storms and i defied my father i defied the white king also to be like hey i'm not gonna do that and Mm. then i ran away and i told them finn mccool is gonna save me and
1: now here i am please save me (laughs) (laughs) my boyfriend's a badass, and he's going to kick your ass.
0: <laughs> She's like, I I know that there's only one person in the world who could save me, and you're, like, the greatest hero that ever was, so will you and your fans please, like, save me? He's following me now. He could be here any second, and I need your help. Oh. And then Fingal's grandson, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar! Who is... A very hot young lad. Sure. Uh, He's a golden fit- retriever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fingal starts to say like, oh, yeah, of course. And Oscar like runs to the front of the crowd and is like, I mean, even if he wasn't here, we would help you because we're the fans and we're really good and we would definitely help you. And that guy should be scared because we're going to protect you so good. Oscar is actually- Hi, I'm Oscar.
1: <laughs> Oscar is on a different bo- boat and he manages to get to theirs by pole vaulting off his giant direction. <laughs> He uses it like a pogo stick and he just jumps <laughs> to their boat. Hello! Hi, I'm Oscar. Boing 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 I would help you
0: no matter what. No matter what! No matter what! <laughs> and as Oscar is being like, that guy should be scared, because we're really cool and strong, and especially me, and I would help you. I mean we would help you. He's doing all this, and a dark shadow falls over the boat. <laughs> the sky goes dark. <laughs> and the dark lord appears in on the horizon with a massive dark cloud and he rides across the surface of the ocean towards them. He is all in silver and steel plate riding a white horse and mm. everywhere that he goes this black mist rises and lightning flashes and the sea churns and he brings this massive storm along
1: behind him. You're supposed he... to tell me she's about to pick Oscar over <laughs> this absolute unit <laughs> of a dark horse. object (laughs) Oscar has passed out from how much blood has gone to his erection (laughs) I refuse
0: so this huge warrior of storms rides across the ocean at an unbelievable speed at the speed of the wind whipping across the waves as froth begins and a hurricane starts he thunders towards them, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're still in their boat. The princess is in her little rowboat (laughs) and the waves of his approach push them to shore. And they would be capsized if not for the sailing skill of the fanes, right? Yeah. Um, But they finally, they are pushed into the shore and they pull their their ship up and beach and then immediately he's about to reach them and so they all prepare for battle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) So the princess is also on the shore and she's like he's here he's here please protect me you have to protect me please promise you'll protect me and fingal is like yeah we'll we've got you you'll be fine and oscar who was briefly distracted by almost dying runs (laughs) up and is like yeah of course we will of course we'll protect you we will protect you no matter what (laughs) and uh this warrior uh like his horse lands on the sand in like a spray of sand and everything. and the warrior dismounts with a thunderous quaking thud. Ugh. Um, and Oscar runs up <laughs> and is like pulls out his sword and is like, nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fucking unearned <laughs> confidence of a white man named Oscar.
0: <laughs> and the dark Lord. He says, move aside, balach, which means boy. He's like, get out of my way, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oscar says, defend yourself from this boy, Lauschbach," which means uh, gelded (laughs) he-goat. You castrated goat. (laughs) He's like, defend yourself from this
1: boy. And he hurls a spear at the Dark Lord. (laughs) I am hashtag team Dark Lord.
0: Yeah. And the Dark Lord, barely even moving, catches the spear on his shield. Yes, he does. On his silver shield, and it splits in half, the spear. Yeah. And he, like, walks towards the princess, barely even noticing (laughs) that someone just threw a spear at him. Squish! And he says, I have come for you not to fight with boys, (laughs) <laughs> yeah and Oscar is like wow well, well. <laughs> and he takes out another spear and this time he throws the spear and he aims for the warrior's horse mm-hmm. and it very sad guys it spears the horse through the heart killing the horse instantly and the dark lord sees this and is like hey that horse was my best friend you bitch
1: <laughs> no, and we're supposed to root for
0: Oscar <laughs> um, This is a note in the story that made me laugh my fucking ass off. (laughs) Ocean, the Bard of the Fanes, who you already said is the son of Finn McCool. Mm -hmm. He is like a mythic bard, basically. Mm. Uh, Quote, immediately composed a song about this mighty deed of slaying the horse. (laughs) And some say... It may still be heard sung in the remote places and islands of Scotland, where the language of the children of the Gale has not yet been entirely cast out by the language of the Gaul. Which oh. is just like, just as a little aside, they're like, anyway, so he immediately composed a super banger about it. Everyone still loves this song. And also, fuck colonizers.
1: <laughs> just as like a little <laughs> note. <laughs> <made>. <laughs> hold on there are words after this guys (laughs) (laughs) so
0: now the dark lord his proper title being tierna he is angered by the slaying of his best friend who is a horse yeah and he calls for 50 fanes to face him in battle and he says if you do not accept my challenge then you must all be weaklings who should still be supping their mother's milk (laughs)
1: It's, yeah he's like fight me babies. are you a babies? <laughs> so that's how I get my kindergartners to stop playing around on the carpet <laughs> okay if you don't stop playing around then you're just a bunch of babies <laughs> it's true <laughs> they're still babies they are just way. a bunch of babies <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. The little babies I miss them
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've been off work for two days you're not allowed to miss them <laughs> I
1: know you know, but I miss them. <laughs> Stop. Go ahead. <laughs> so
0: a huge battle ensues, right? The Dark Lord is taking on 50 Thanes, just absolutely, like, tossing them around. Breaking like even a sweat. Yeah. There's
1: my boy. <laughs>
0: um, until, at last, one of Thingol's greatest warriors, Gol, mm-hmm. approaches the Dark Lord and... This is like one of the greatest warriors that there ever was. And the two lock eyes and immediately begin dueling with their swords. And the duel is so mighty and it lasts for so long. Blood stains the sand from both sides. Mm. It lasts all day until right before sunset. When for the briefest moment, the Dark Lord, exhausted, drops his guard and goal with a lightning-fast strike, immediately slays him.
1: Oh, no! (laughs) Rip. (laughs) He's with his horse now. That's what he would have wanted.
0: As the Dark Lord falls to the sand, the storm that has been raging offshore dissipates and ends. Princess Mergen says to them, you know, thank you so much. You've saved me from my terrible (laughs) fiancé. I grant you safe passage home as a way of saying thank you for saving me. But one thing before I go, sure, sure. I need you all to promise me that if I ever need any help again, you'll come and help me. No. What? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not how this works, Mergen. It's, it's
0: like, thank you so much for your help. <laughs> and also, you have to keep doing this forever and you have to promise.
1: <laughs> no.
0: But all of them are like, yeah, absolutely. We will definitely help you. That was a rad battle. We had a great time. Thank Thanks you for, for inviting us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for inviting us. That's the coolest guy we've ever fought. Thank you so much. We'll, uh, you know, stay safe. Bye. And then she rose off in her little (laughs) robot. Wait, what about
1: Oscar? (laughs) I think it doesn't say... I love that she doesn't... She's not with Oscar. I love that she's not with Oscar at the end of this.
0: No, not at all. (laughs) A year and a day later, Mm -hmm. the Fanes are once again crossing the Red Cataract on their way back from a separate adventure. And they look out over the water, and once again, this very still water, they see a rowboat approaching their battleship. And Oscar is like... (laughs) Maybe it's the princess. <laughs> that's not me riffing. That's in the story. He's like, "Ooh, I wonder if it's the princess. Do the, you think she missed me?" <laughs> the way that you're
1: saying this, I don't know if you you guys might not watch Letter Kenny, but the way that you say this, I'm imagining Oscar as Dairy from Letter Kenny, mm-hmm. and that's just who it is. A hundred percent. Maybe it's the princess. <laughs> um, Maybe it's Merbecca. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up here to give me a smooch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, maybe she missed me. Maybe she's coming back because she was thinking about me. Maybe, I don't know. Like, we should just, like, maybe also row towards her so that we can see her sooner, maybe. What do you think? Um. (laughs) Samurtha. (laughs) Samurtha. And quickly, Fingal is like, I... Sorry, buddy. That's not the princess. Um, as the rowboat comes closer, they see that there's a young man in the boat. And he rows his rowboat up until it's right next to their battleship.
1: Hi, I'm Timurthy. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mervyn.
0: <laughs> I'm <Mer-Kenneth>. <laughs> Merton. Merton. <laughs> Merton.
1: And everybody fell deeply in love.
0: (laughs) It's Elmer. It's Elmer. (laughs) So this young man pulls up in his rowboat next to them, and they're like, Hi, what's up? How can we help you? (laughs) And he's like, I'm a messenger. I was sent by the people of the Femorians. The The princess sent me, uh, Princess Morgan is dying.
1: (laughs) It's Um, been a year.
0: (laughs) She's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask questions. The fanes, as is tradition, immediately all cry out in sorrow and scream and wail at this terrible news. And then Finn McCool is like, hey, and like silences them all. (laughs) 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 Grand-ups are talking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he says... Uh, Well, this is terrible news. Is she really so ill? And the messenger says, she's near death, but she bid me to remind you of your promise (laughs) that you would help her no matter, you know, after you helped her. And then you were kind of required to continue helping her forever. Anytime. Uh,
1: (laughs) But Penicillin. (laughs) Penicillin. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's what she needs.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's uh so the messenger is like, She wanted me to remind you of your promise. We know that there is a healer among the Fanes named Dirmed Leha Leha? I wrote down the pronunciation and I can't read that either. Seattle. <laughs> Dermed <laughs> Leha who may be able to heal her. And what this Leha is a Scots Gaelic term that literally means like a physician or a healer. So they're like, "We heard you got a doctor Dermed over there." <laughs> and he's the only person who has the skill to heal the princess. Okay. So we would like to borrow Dr. Dermed. <laughs> <laughs> a murmur goes over the people on the boat. And Deermid steps forth to speak to the messenger. He is the handsomest of the fans. Yeah, he is. He's
1: even handsomer than Oscar, who is oh, super handsome. Oh, uh, Leonardo of the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Um, he's oh, the smart one. <laughs> and the hot one, if you believe Cheney's elementary school diary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Deermid steps forth. He's incredibly handsome. In a previous adventure, he had, how do I put this? fucked a witch <laughs> hey. and she was like hey dear mid you fuck me so good that i'm gonna give you a blessing and she gives him a freckle on his
1: face that just makes one. women fall in love with him just one <laughs> freckle only oh, my- one wait hold on that's a curse okay. <laughs> mm. every woman just has to fall in love with him mm. Hippa, his friends hate him <laughs> <laughs> it's called his love spot Ooh. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's sometimes like, nobody look at my G's butt. <laughs> <laughs> he wears
0: a hat, <laughs> it's just a prostate on his face. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> he is sometimes called Dearman the healer, or you know, Dearman the medic, or Dearman of the love spot
1: because he's <laughs> oh. Dearman really said, I know a spot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he's like, Hey, uh, do you need a spot to sit?
1: Oh. <laughs> <yeah>! <laughs> <laughs> that plastered me <laughs> so Dermud
0: is super hot yeah. and he's a doctor the
1: doctor? come on
0: <laughs> and before Fingal him? <laughs> <laughs> before Fingal, Fimkul, can even like turn around and be like hey Dermud can you help him out, Dermud is already in this little robo, he's like yeah alright I'm on it, uh, we're gonna take care of her I'll be right back <laughs> um, goodbye, so mid sets off with a messenger and the messenger rows them to this sea cave, which is the entrance to the land of the Fomorians. Mm-hmm. On the way, they pass this island that is covered in red sphagnum moss, mm-hmm. like red reindeer moss. And Dirmid, being a fantastic healer, knows that in some cases, this red moss can have healing properties. Sure. So as they're going by, he leans out of the boat and snags a cu- three handfuls of this red moss mm-hmm. uh, to bring with him. Just he's like, this could be useful. We're already here. Why not? Sure. Uh, Which is pretty clever of him, I think. Yeah, that's not bad. (laughs) They finally arrive at this castle. Big, beautiful golden castle under the sea that is, you know, it has these silver rivers that run alongside it. And the shores of these rivers of silver underwater are like all jewels and everything like that. The sand is just jewels. Mm. He arrives at the castle and without even speaking, the king and the queen know immediately who he is. Uh, The queen takes him by the hand and leads him up to her daughter's room. The... Princess Mergen is laying in her bed as still as death. She is mm-hmm. pale. She is not moving. Diermed comes up and kneels beside the bed and puts his hand on her forehead and uses his psychic powers, I guess, <laughs> to infuse her with healing. And sure. she immediately becomes well enough that she can wake up, open her eyes, and everything. So she wakes up and she sees and then him just
1: and just starts shoving handfuls <laughs> of moss down her.
0: <laughs> Eat she says oh dr dear man i'm so glad you could come see me <laughs> i when i i was like oh what is what is aleja like what does that mean
1: and i like looked it up and they were like doctor and i was like this is gonna be fucking gold <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dermid MD. This is actually little known fact. This is the inspiration that Shonda Rhimes needed to write Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm.
0: Dermid's Anatomy. <laughs> Mick <McDermot. laughs> So she wakes up and she sees him and she's like, "Dr. Dermid, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. I feel I feel better, but I'm not cured i i don't know what's wrong with me but i i know that i'm still going to die like that Mm i helped but not enough (laughs) um (laughs) dr jimin is like yes i know the moment that i touched your forehead i knew exactly what illness afflicted you and i know exactly how to cure it penicillin fortunately while i was on the way here i picked up exactly the moss (laughs) that you needed to fight off this deadly illness smart (laughs) Um, smart (laughs) and he, uh the princess is like, oh, my God, that's amazing news. And he's like, here's what we're going to do. I am going to take these three clumps of red moss mm-hmm. and I'm going to put them in healing water. And then you're going to drink the three drops of healing water with
1: the red moss in it. And <laughs> it's A lot more gentle than the, than the previous time.
0: <laughs> and the princess is like, ooh, that's not going to work for me. And he's like, um. I'm your doctor, and yes, it is. (laughs) Um, And she's like, no, see, the thing is, I took a vow not to drink anything except out of this one special cup. And he's like, you did what? (laughs) She's like, listen, I took a vow that I would only ever drink anything out of the cup of healing, which is held by King Iain of the Plains of Wonder, and he will never give up the cup, and...
1: Why did she take that vow? I don't know. (laughs) If she didn't have the cup in her possession, she's she's dying of dehydration.
0: (laughs) She's like, well, that's the only thing I can drink from. So even if you give me like a healing potion, it'll just make me worse unless it's in that cup. And he's like, well, so how do I get that cup? And she's like, you can't. You can't possibly. He'll never give it up.
1: (laughs) Well, then what was the point of waking you up?
0: (laughs) Um, And German is like, okay. Listen, I'm literally the best healer that there is in the world besides the god of healing. Like, he was like, hey, man, you're in second place, but only by a little. (laughs) And I've never heard of this cup of healing, so I'm not sure where you're getting your information from. And she's like, oh, well, see, here's the thing. I was talking to this druid, like, a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and they were like... Uh, if you ever get so sick that you have to drink three drops of red, uh, from the red moss of life, then the only thing you can drink it from is the cup of healing and the water that the cup of healing already contains, which is healing water, or else you'll die. Mm. So that's how I know.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty concrete. <laughs> pretty convenient. You really can't argue Listen, with that. A
0: druid told me, <laughs> and that's better than medical advice.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, garlic ears. <laughs> like, I was like, are you really going to fight I me know. on this? know, <laughs> my grandma would just straight up shove garlic into our ears. <laughs> for anything. <laughs> for any kind of illness. So
0: Dearman is like, all right, well, you know, I took my Hippocratic oath. He didn't. That wasn't a thing. Okay. But he's like, I have to cure you and I will not let anything stop me from doing that. So I am going to go and get this cup of healing so that I can make you better. And the princess is like, oh my God, that's so good. Thank you so much. That's
1: so nice of you.
0: Yeah. And he's like, so where, where are these planes of wonder? I have to go all the way across <laughs> to get this stupid cup from. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they're just like next door, like to the west. You just have to go like west and then you'll get to a river and then you cross the river. Except that it's impossible to cross the river. But once you get across it, uh, then you can walk across the Plains of Wonder and then you'll get to King Ian and uh, he will have the cup that you can't have.
1: King Ian. hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a little boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a little boy. Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah. You have to put... You can't just call him Ian. You have to call him yeah, Sir Yeah, you can't. Ian you have to call
0: him Sir McKellen. Ian. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Diarmid leaves. Uh, all of the courtiers offer to join him and everything. And he's like, no, I have to do this
2: alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so sure. he sets off towards the west and the Silver River and the lands of King Kingian. He finally... He's traveling and he gets to this river of silver along the ocean floor. And he's like, great. Now I just have to cross this river and he looks, and he can't find a place that it's narrow enough to, like, ford across or anything like that. There aren't any bridges or boats or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, nuts. It is impossible to cross. She told me that, and I didn't believe her. <laughs> but now that I've seen it for myself, maybe it is impossible. And he sits down next to the river, and he puts his head in his hands. And, cries like, and, cries and, cries. and he cries and cries and cries. He cries and cries and cries. And he's like, oh, dear mid, you dumb dumb." <laughs> and then. Your mother was right, dear mid.
1: She was right. Just a dumb boy. Boy, you're the dumbest doctor in town. You'll never be as smart as your other brother, Dr. Dormant. <laughs> Dr. Dormant Mulroney. Dr. Dormant Mulroney! You'll never be as good, Dormant Mulroney. Wow, I can't remember any of their names. Dylan McDermott.
0: Mm-hmm. He hears a voice behind him very suddenly that says, Dormant, you are in a mighty pickle.
1: <laughs> oh no! Get him <laughs> out!
0: That's what it says in this translation. They say you are in a mighty pickle. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's what they said. I know, I'm going to say that. No, they didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dearman looks up and he sees a tiny man dressed all in brown. And he's like, "Hey, yeah, I am in trouble. Also, how do you know my name? Don't worry about it. Never mind. I don't care, actually." <laughs> and the tiny man says, "So you're trying to cross this river, huh?" And Dearman's like, "Yeah, I am." And the little man is like, "Well, what would you give to someone who helped you across? Your firstborn like, child, maybe you, some kind you of can reward?" Guess my name. And Dearman is like, "Listen, I'm trying to save this woman's life. I will give anything, like, to get across this river so that I can save her. Basically,
1: he's mm-hmm. but- terrible at negotiation." <laughs>
0: And the little man's like, great, okay, uh, cool. That's good enough for me. And he's like, well, what do yeah. you want from me? Yeah. And he's like, just your goodwill. No. That's all I want from you. And Jimmit is like, well, you already have that for, you know, offering to help. So, gladly, you have my goodwill. And the little man's like, great, so jump on my back. Jimmit <laughs> is, they make a point to say, over six feet tall. <laughs> Hot and the little man dressed all in brown is about a foot tall and so Stuart, like looks at him and like looks at the water and looks back at the little man and is like i don't think no that that's gonna work and he's like no just trust me bro just trust me jump on my back and it's like okay and so he climbs up on this tiny man's back and he finds that magically as he gets on his back uh the back becomes wide enough that it's comfortable for him to sit on and this little man dressed all in brown Walks across the surface of the river, which is—I mean—it's a wide river; it's like a mile wide. So it takes a little while for them to get across. Dermit is sitting on this man's back, and uh, there's a—they pass by this island that is all shrouded in like black mist and darkness, and the sun doesn't seem to shine on this island or anything like that. And Demet's like, "Hey, what's that?" <laughs>
1: and- Wait, and, and next to them there's a second pair of footprints, and it's Jesus, <laughs> but Jesus isn't the one giving him a piggyback because it's this little man. <laughs> basically
0: (laughs) he's like hey what's that and the little man all in brown is like oh that's the island of death oh so you know it has a magic spring a well of healing water right in the middle of it but also if you set foot on it then you die immediately what a conundrum (laughs) anyways and it's like yeah that's not where we're going so i guess i didn't really need to know that and they keep going and they (laughs) reach the opposite shore of the river and Dermot is like, thank you so much for your help. Are you sure that there's nothing I can give you in thanks? And he's like, like I said, just your goodwill. That's all I need. And Dermot's like, okay, well, absolutely. And thank you so much for your help. And the little man, all in Brown, is like, hey, anytime, bro. And he like dips his hat and disappears. <laughs> Dermot walks across the plains of wonder until finally he reaches a beautiful silver castle uh, with spires topped with crystals and everything. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to the gate and he bangs on the gate of this castle and he says, hello, it's Dr. Dermot. Let me in. And a voice comes from the other side of the door that says, it is forbidden. (laughs)
2: No,
1: not allowed!
0: And Dermot says, "Who forbids it?" <laughs> and the voice says,
1: "Me! I'm the guardian of the gate." Ah! <laughs> I have one job. <laughs> I take it very seriously.
0: <laughs> and so Dermot's like, "Well, let let me in though." And the door's open and this this huge warrior dressed all in red plate metal. Mhm emerges and he says no and you're not coming in and that's final and then he draws his sword and starts to attack Dermot the two of them fight but Dermot while a healer is still a fane and he is still one of the greatest warriors to ever live Hot. it is a short battle mm-hmm. <laughs> Dermot takes down this red lord is what he's called mm. kills him pretty quickly yeah uh, and then hearing the sounds of combat by the gates king ian comes out of the castle and comes to see just in time to see Dermot strike the killing blow on the red lord Mm -hmm. and he says hi um (laughs) why did you kill that guy he was like my best knight and Dermot's like well I needed to come in and he wouldn't let me and the king's like oh I know you aren't you dr dermot from the tv it's
1: dr dermot md and
0: he's like listen i've heard of you you would have been welcome i'm sorry that that guy was being an asshole i mean Mm -hmm. you probably didn't have to kill him and i'm super bummed out that you did but like you're welcome come on in (laughs) Um, and dermot is like well you know he hatches a plan in Mm -hmm. this moment where he's like i already know this guy's going to be difficult about giving me the cup of healing so what if i did a ruse about it (laughs) so he says well I heard a little birdie told me that you have a cup of healing in your castle. If, I don't know, maybe you were to go get it, then I could bring him back to life and you wouldn't even have to lose your best guy. Oh. And King Ian thinks for a second, he's like, yeah, I don't want to lose my best guy. So sure, yeah. Um, He sends someone to fetch the cup of healing from inside of the castle and he hands it to Dermot. He's like... There is no virtue in this cup unless it is in the hands of healer. So he's like, I couldn't do this myself to heal him. It has to be a healer giving him the thing. So, you know, plot hole closed. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Um, And Dermot takes the cup and pours the three drops of water in it into the Red Lord's mouth. Very quickly, the Red Lord springs up from where he lay (laughs) dead and all of his wounds have healed. And he's like, whoa, what? What?
1: Where? Everything's where on Where I am right. I. <laughs> <laughs> I? had a dream. And you were there and you were there. <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking killed me. What the fuck? <laughs> what a terrible dream it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and King Ian is like, well, thank you so much for saving him. How can we ever repay you? And Dermot's like, aha, I know how you can. I actually came here for this cup. So he says, I'm not leaving without the cup, which I'm bringing to save Princess Mergen. I can take it by gratitude or by force. Oh. It's <laughs> like, okay. I already have it. Stop me if you can, or give me your blessing. <laughs> Be cool, man. Be cool. Uh, and the king is like, well, I mean, of course that's fair, but I mean, it's useless now. And Dermot's like, what? Oh, no. He's he has like,
1: to go get the fucking <laughs> well. <laughs> that little
0: nugget from earlier. <laughs> That surely that couldn't have been to set up something else. No. <laughs> so he's like, "Well, you poured out the three drops of water that were in the cup, so now it's—I mean, it's kind of useless." Hmm. And Dermot's like, "Fuck, <laughs> shit! Oh, I fucked up." <laughs> and he says, "Like, I'll—I'll I'll still take it." And he's like kicking himself internally. He's like, "That was dumb. Came this whole way. Why did I do that? God damn it!" And he's like getting angry at himself. mom was right. <laughs> and King Ian is like listen, man, I'm really sorry. I can give you a boat to get back across the river so that you, like, I don't know how you got here, but, you know, you can have a boat if you need one. And Dermot's so mad that he's like, I don't need a boat. I can do it myself. No, (laughs) that's
1: not true, Dermot.
0: (laughs) And the king is like, all right, well, then I guess I'll see you soon because you're going to have to come back for a boat. (laughs) That's in the story. Again, not me riffing. (laughs) So Dermot leaves. He crosses across the uh, Plain of Wonder once again. He gets to the Silver River and he's like, all right, now time to really look for a ford bridge or boat. And looks and still doesn't find one. What? (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) So he sits by the shore of the river and is just like you're so stupid. Like, you were too prideful to accept help, and now you're gonna have to go all the way back across the Plains of Wonder, ask the king for a (sighs) boat, come back. Like, you just because you fucked up once didn't mean you had to fuck up twice, you know, and so he's
1: I appreciate the story, he's not a Mary Sue. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Constantly
1: (laughs) recognizing that he's an idiot. (laughs) He's
0: like, that was fucking dumb. (laughs) Uh, And then a voice behind him says, you are in a pickle again, Dermot.
1: Ah, get out of that pickle, Dermot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's once again, the tiny little man all in brown. And he says, did you get the cup of healing? And Dermot's like, I did, but I wasn't thinking and I used the three- drops of healing water inside of it so now it's useless and also i have no way to get back home (laughs) i'm stuck on this river he says i am twice defeated where he's like not only did i fail at my goal but also (laughs) failed at getting back home yeah and the little man all in brown says you may only have been defeated once i can carry you back and derma is like I really can't ask that of you. Like, you already carried me once. Can I offer you anything as repayment for, for this? And the little man, all in brown, is like, I, I need no reward except your goodwill. Mm. And Dermot is like, okay, then. And so he hops back <laughs> up on the little man's back. They start back across the river, and then the island of death comes into view. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah old island of death and the little man all in brown starts walking towards it and dermon's like hey man where <laughs> are you going and the little man's like you came all this way to save the princess right and dermon's like yes i did and he's like well you need healing water to save the princess right and dermon's like yeah i do but i don't have any oh you dummy you dumb dumb dummy and <laughs> little man all brown is like do you remember what I told you before about the island of death? And Dermot's like, no. (laughs) I wasn't listening. He's like, well, there's a well of healing water on it. And Dermot's like, great, let's go. And he's like, listen, if you, I will carry you onto the island of death. I will carry you to the well and you will be able to dip your cup in and get the healing water. But you can't touch anything on the island and you can't get off my back. (laughs) It's oh like, you God. cannot get off my back or you will die. You will be stuck on the island of death and you will be dead. If you die in the island, you die in real life. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> Dermot's like, yeah, absolutely understood, heard. And so they go to the island of death and the little man, all in Brown, takes him up to the well. Dermot dips the cup in, takes his three drops of healing water. And then they walk back out to the river and nothing bad happens. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right? Good. They listen to instructions. Nice. Proper communication. This is how every fairy yeah, tale should honestly, be. honestly,
1: <laughs> every fairy tale should be exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Warning.
0: He's not like, ooh, I just need to rest my butt for a second. I'm just going to stand here, like, on the <laughs> ground. No. He understands the importance of this, and he acts appropriately. Huh. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, the little man, all in Brown, walks him the rest of the way across the river, and, you know, back to the other side, and... Dermot says, thank you so much. Are you are you really, really sure that there's nothing I can do for you? And the little man, Alan Brown is like, I'm gonna level with you. He's like, you your only intention is goodwill. You know, you're mm-hmm. doing this to help someone else. And he says, men who do goodwill ever find friends in any land. Okay, So he's basically like, listen, because you're doing a good deed. I'm doing a good deed for you. I'm not trying to prank you. I just want your goodwill. You know, nice. Um, and he says, but I'm going to give you a little bit of advice, right? And Dermot's like, "I, you've already helped me so much. I don't know, like... Well, yeah. you would give me advice. I appreciate it, but you don't have to. And the little man's like, no, man, you're good. Like, you're you're good people. I'm going to help you out. The king of the Fomorians is going to offer you a lot of rewards. Mm-hmm. Basically, any reward that you want for helping his princess when you save her. Don't take any of them. Just ask for a ship to bring you home. That's mm-hmm. the only thing you should ask for. Okay. And Dermot's like, well, that's fair because I don't, I mean, I don't do this for the money <laughs> or the glory. I just do it to help people. Sure. You know? So, you know, really her being safe is its own reward. Oh my God. And the guy's like listen i know you're telling the truth but you're being really preachy <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> hey i'm kind of short so if you can get off your soapbox <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know why you needed me when you had that high horse <laughs> 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 um, so Dermot returns to the land of the Femorians. he goes into the castle and and goes up to the princess's room. Her mother and father are sitting at either side of her bed. He left them with a certain amount of medicine to keep her alive so that she wouldn't die while he was gone. But it wasn't going to make her look like, better. She's chewing on
1: moss. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so she is laying in bed as she was before, looking close to death and everything. And he makes the healing potion. He takes the red moss in the cup of healing with the healing water and everything. Mm-hmm. And he pours the three drops into the princess's mouth and uh she comes back to life nice. um as happy and healthy as ever before the kingdom rejoices their princess has been saved and everything uh they have a huge feast and the king of the famorians is sitting next to Dermot at one of these big celebratory feasts and he's like obviously you've earned a reward mm-hmm. i will give you literally anything that is in my power to give like i can't thank you enough for what you've done for us and Dermot is like no i uh I really appreciate it, but I kind of don't need a reward. And the king is like, listen, I mean, literally anything. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you think that I'm exaggerating, but I mean, you can have like, you can have gold, you can have silver, you can, I mean, fuck, you can marry my daughter and have half of my kingdom, Yeah, you know, like, if you want, if you ask for that, you can have it. And Dermot is like, listen, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. But I could never love your daughter as much as I love my homeland mm. and the Fanes.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. I just,
0: you know, <laughs> I just love them sure. so dang much. So really, all I would like is a boat to get back home because that's all I need. Yeah. And so he prepares to leave and everything. Princess Merigan is like, I'll never forget you. You saved my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's where smooching See like, you later, Merlissa. <laughs>
0: <Mwah>! <laughs> uh, and, um, the same boat with the messenger comes down to fetch him and they sail back up to where he left the fanes mm-hmm. um, and as they surface he sees that their ship is still on the shore and everything And all of the fanes are looking out over the water and when they see him Aww. they have a concerned expression that passes over their face and he gets closer to shore and they're like did you forget something? like what? you have to hurry up and go help the princess <gasps> And he's oh, like, <laughs> no
1: time had passed. Yeah.
0: And he's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you just left like six seconds ago. Like, do you need like a nurse
1: or something to come <laughs> with? You? Like what? Oscar's like, I'm volunteering. <laughs> Pulls vaults on his massive <laughs> erection.
0: <laughs> and Dammit's like, oh, don't worry, guys. Uh, time works differently there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she's already saved, already handled it. Y'all can chill. And we're all done here. Anyways, yeah, so I saved her, and uh, all good. That's the end of the story.
1: (laughs) Wait, so why didn't he...
0: Why couldn't he accept any of the gifts? That's never... Uh, We don't know, because he doesn't accept any of the gifts. He takes the advice.
1: him. Yeah. That is (laughs)
0: unprecedented. I know. I love that he's not a dumb fairy tale protagonist yes like a little magical man is like don't take any of these okay. gifts no matter how good they are and he's like okay but those yeah but
1: the, <laughs> those specific tropes are only saved for women he's not curious enough to ask for a gift you know
0: i like i like there, there was, are a lot of stories of like male heroes and stuff like that being like oh like i said i wouldn't like marry the princess of the sea or whatever but she's really true. pretty so you know but yeah I'm it is of
1: like Pandora and Psyche and mm. Persephone's box and yeah. a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, it is established as he's talking to the king. I didn't mention this. Sorry. The king does say like, Hey, if you marry my princess, you have to stay here and you can't go home.
1: Oh, uh, is okay. like the, you know, yeah. kind of
0: the catch, but also, I mean, I kind of assumed.
1: I <laughs> kind of assumed that he'd be trapped. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's the end of that story. That is the princess of the Fomorians. Other Celtic mythology. Dermot is a recurring character. He is the figure of, like, the warrior healer, kind of. Uh, he's a big deal. He the When you look for Dermot, the main thing that comes up is a story where Finn McCool's wife passed away. And so his men were like, we have to find you a new wife. Mm-hmm. And they find this woman who they determine is, like, the most suited for Finn McCool and her name is Mm Grania and Uh. they're like you have to you know you guys are gonna get married and so Finn McCool goes to marry her and she's like you're fucking old you're older than my dad and I don't want to be with you good and meanwhile Dermot is in Finn McCool's like entourage (laughs) and they fall madly in love and then the night before her wedding to Finn McCool they run away together and Finn McCool chases them across the land and everything they're bros yeah (laughs) so Dermot and Grania like you know, they take refuge in various castles across the land, trying to escape from Finn McCool. And He's hot.
1: <laughs> He's hot. This is <laughs> until, a hottie.
0: Yeah, until finally Dermot and Finn, like, come to an understanding. And I think Dermot still gets murdered, and it's a little bit Finn's fault at some point, but <laughs> he does get to be with Grania. Mm. Now, Janie, if that story sounds familiar to you, it's because it's in the film Leap Year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is Grania! That's Grania the name. and Dermot,
0: yeah. Um, I linked to the a YouTube clip of... That section of uh, the movie Leap Year, which is one
1: of my favorite
0: movies of all time. It's so fucking dumb. It is
1: literally her favorite movie of all time. It's so
0: good. (laughs) We we watched it a couple months ago. It is deeply problematic and an amazing time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, the story of Dermot and Grania is told in that in that movie. So I I linked to that YouTube clip. (laughs) Anyways, that's just a,
1: just, just fun little guy. Fun little guy. That was epic. That was literally epic.
0: It literally, I had, I love that story so much. Yeah. I love (laughs) that.
1: I I love that that Oscar doesn't get any storyline. That's my favorite part of this.
0: (laughs) I know. Oscar is also, he's the son of O'Shane. Like he's the son of the greatest warrior, Uh, The grandson of the greatest warrior (laughs) of all time. The son of the greatest warrior bard of all time. And he's like, no, I love you. You're beautiful. I'll help you. And doesn't get the girl because he is useless. (laughs) Don't you love, though?
1: He kind of reminds me of every, like, Anthony Michael Hall character in Mm. every... John Mm -hmm. Hughes movie. Yeah, he's got real ducky energy. He does, (laughs) which is not Anthony Michael Hall, but is the same character. Yes. I only had to mention that because I know for a fact we're going to get a comment on something Mm -hmm.
0: that's like, um... Listen, if you try and fucking talk to me about... John Hughes. John Hughes movies or... Molly Ringwald movies, I will uh, push your face in. I know all about them. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Leave her alone, guys. Guys, Stop asking me to tell you things about Molly Ringwald. (laughs) Um, Molly Ringworm. So now we get... (laughs) No. (laughs) So so Max and I are now going to head over to our good friend Lauren's house to watch the christmas prince movies so uh i don't know pray for us <laughs> <laughs> and
0: if you've seen those movies or if you've seen the night before christmas or the princess switch we've also seen
1: those and we would love to talk about that we watched all three of the <laughs> princess switch movies back to back to back yeah stayed up to like five o'clock in the morning to do it worth it absolutely okay uh, the third guys, one's a heist movie. Oh my god, it's just a heist movie. They're all in cat suits for some reason.
0: Yeah, the first two are like Hallmark romance movies and then the third one is a heist movie and Vanessa Hudgens
1: is three people. The only thing I want in this world is a fourth movie with another Vanessa Hudgens. With yes. another terrible accent.
0: God, I geez. want a fourth movie with a fourth and fifth Vanessa Hudgens <gasps> who are twins. Oh. <laughs>
1: I said I want the fourth. Here's my pitch for the fourth movie. I already told Max, but I think the fourth movie should be that the boring prince whose wife hates him. I think it should be that he discovers he has a long lost twin and his long lost twin is a bad boy who wears a motorcycle jacket and is like from New Jersey.
0: (laughs) And then he marries both of the fourth and the fifth Vanessa Hudgenses who are twins. (laughs) You want him to leave Stacy? The baker from Chicago? No. uh, Bad Prince would marry both of the twins. Uh, The
1: beautiful bad prince. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) BBP. uh okay guys bad boy pp if you like this episode please give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts or spotify but i only say apple Podcasts because that's where you can also leave reviews and we really like reading them and uh google podcasts as well right yeah Mm -hmm. anywhere anywhere you get podcasts if you can review it please take a second to do that it would make us feel really good i already put down we're not gonna be able to this is after 2022 has already ended but i put out on my live that i would like us to get to 50 reviews on apple Podcasts, and right we're not right now we're at 46 so Mm. i think it's doable but yeah ah and if you want to hang out with us on the discord or hang out with us on instagram or twitter or tiktok or any goodreads all of our links are on our website www.sortofthestory.com so yeah go visit that yeah and have a wonderful freaking day yeah, or else, or else the shadow. <laughs> bye, bye.
0: Janie, test, 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 test. I want
1: to test to you <laughs> <laughs> a meal to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Christmas of uh, the Princess Switch?
0: Um, hmm. I think my favorite part was. No, I know what my favorite part was. <laughs> what was it? And a meow to you too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And a meow to you as weird. <laughs> Max liked the boring prince so much.
0: He was so bad in the first two movies. And then in the third one, he became a character. Well,
1: he like really leaned into being so dumb. Like mm-hmm. the-, the second movie was his depression. Like it was a harrowing Christmas tale of a man on the brink of like a root, re- like just running out into the snow and letting nature mother nature take taker yeah <laughs> <laughs> mother nature taker <laughs> nature taker attorney at law <laughs> but yeah so he was like so he was so boring and then he was so depressed because his wife didn't want to fucking touch him <laughs> he was lonely <laughs> uh, and max loved him deeply <laughs>
0: Only in the third one.
1: <laughs> no, you you started loving him in the second one. You literally at one point said, never mind, I love him, and then never went back. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I liked all of his dumb hobbies. He was so dumb. What dumb hobbies did he have? Just hanging out. <laughs> Just making up things to do so his wife yeah. would think he was cool. <laughs> That's part of a Christmas movie. So good. Yeah. Okay.
0: Should I keep wearing these headphones? Is you this don't weird? have
1: to.